Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, Abundant Soul. I am so excited for this episode because the beautiful soul who is coming today, Alex Cordero, it's such a beautiful embodiment of what it looks like when we step into our business with the soul, when we truly use the spirituality as a part of our business. And I feel like it's such a beautiful way she is leading and loving in her business because Sometimes we are still in our heads and thinking that spiritual businesses can be successful. She is here to prove you wrong. And I am very excited about today's topic because it's not being talked about very often. Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really beyond excited for this conversation. And and after listening to a few of your episodes on your podcast, I already know how expansive these experiences can be. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> you see, you're amazing. And that's why I really love having a podcast because you get to really meet face-to-face, smile-to-smile. Some of you are just listening to us, but you can also watch this episode on YouTube so you can see the vibrant, radiant Alex energy, her face. It's just... Oh beautiful you know it truly is I feel like energy speaks always louder than any words and anything so it doesn't matter what we say and what we do people will still discover who we are by our energy and I know we hit Alex the record button you said that you know in your business you truly love your business but you had a feeling that something was missing there and i really deeply resonate with that and i feel like so many of our listeners can resonate with that whether they're just starting to build out their business or they're like i am burned out i want to burn out my business to the ground i've been there like a year and a half ago i want to just burn it to the ground what happened in your life and in your business? Like, what was that feeling of like, and how long you've been in a business when you had that feeling like something is missing, there must be more. And what did you do about it? So if someone is listening and they have the same feeling within to tell them like what steps they could take and how to pivot that. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a really gorgeous question and not a question that we hear often. I feel like we hear how to start a business, how to sustain a business, but no one wants to talk about when you get to the moment in your business where you're like, whatever, burn it to the ground, burn it to the ground, take it. And it's a common feeling because you have to remember, like, especially when you take on having a spiritual business, what you're really taking on is your soul's evolution. You're like, okay, I know I'm here with a mission. I know I'm here with a deep desire. And so I'm going to grow and expand into it. But like what happens when you outgrow that 
previous container. There's more. And the more is exhausting. So I'll give you a little backstory on me. I have been in the wellness mindfulness industry now for 12 plus years. Started off as a yoga instructor, turned into meditation guide. I started traveling the world, teaching, managing studios, pandemic hits. I'm like, forget it. I'll just start my own thing get really successful at it, started my own membership. And then all my like friends looked at me and they were like, well, can you help me? And so I was like, absolutely, I guess. I had never heard of business coaching before, had no idea what it was. I just knew I was really good at marketing, branding and understanding purpose. And so I transmuted that and three and a half years ago was born my spiritual coaching business. And at the time it was strictly business. Like I was helping spiritual entrepreneurs build spiritual businesses that's going to be important for the story. So while that's happening and building, I get engaged to now my husband, which we got married this May. We've been together nine years in March. So yeah, that man's, he's a soulmate man. I love that. I love him for me. Um, So we get married in May, which if anyone's been married before, and like, even if you haven't been, when you know you have a huge event coming, may it be like an actual event, a baby, um, you know, if you're adopting a huge trip, whatever it may be, the anticipation to that just requires a lot of you. And so I think I was in this like delusional phase of like, I thought I was disconnected to my business, probably like February, March to May, because of my focus being taken to my wedding. And really, as I was building my business, I was so passionate about having everything set up so I could have the wedding of my dreams and this business support it, which happened. So grateful. Thank you. And what I realized immediately after was I was like, oh my God, no, I wasn't focused. I'm not connected. Like I actually outgrew this business. I've outgrown just being a business coach because it... Here's the thing is when you decide to live a spiritual life, it doesn't mean you're always happy. What it means is that you're consistently fulfilled. And I was finding that I just wasn't as fulfilled in my everyday work. I'm obsessed with my clients. I love seeing their results, but there was just something was missing. It just, I would get done and be like, I didn't do what I wanted to do today, even though I loved what I was doing. So I got really quiet. I like really took time away from my business. I bare bones it where I just was really working with the clients who I knew lit me up and I felt really connected to. Um, I stopped like actively marketing for a hot second, which I understand is a huge privilege that like my business was in a place where I could take time off to just not market. And I got quiet. And in getting quiet, I got to see for the first time where there were gaps in my life that I was ignoring. Because when you build a business, you have to sometimes sacrifice some of the things that you used to be either passionate about, connected to. You have to build tall, not wide is what I always say. So like you can't build a bunch of different businesses. You have to get really good at one and then start to integrate different layers. And so I forgot to integrate my layers. I forgot to come back to the layers of spirituality, of being a healer that I'm actually deeply connected to. So I've always read human design charts, never, ever talked about it never talked about it. And so I was like, okay, let's start there. Obsessed. And then I realized that like the way I wanted to help people through their human design was different than the way a lot of people were doing it. And so I was like, okay, excellent. I want to do this. Let's keep going. Then the next thing you know, I like realized I want another modality under my belt. I want to be able to hold space for people who 
don't just want a business. And that was the biggest unlock. When I started this business, it was a mindfulness meditation so that people can start to normalize spirituality, especially women. We need to normalize that these modalities are here for us. They're here to allow us to connect to our desires and the life we deserve. And so I, I kind of lost track of that mission in building this super big spiritual entrepreneurial business. And so I said, okay, let's dive into like, what does the woman who doesn't necessarily desire to own a spiritual business, but is ready to step into the baddest version of herself, the hottest version of herself, the most like illuminating, radiant version of herself. What does she need? And so I then signed up for my past life regression certificate. I'm now a regressionist. And that was the missing link. Because what I realized was, is that the biggest common denominator between a woman running a spiritual business and a spiritual woman is we all are afraid of something that's getting in the way of our dream or our desire or our highest selves, our highest frequency. That blockage is so wrapped in fear. And so with that, I was able to restructure my business, restructure all my offers to come from this lens of, okay, if we're going to do the work, we're going to do the work. Let's get grounded in clearing the blockages and creating systems that actually allow us to feel expanded, that allow us to have a plan in front of us that's connected to us. So while this is a very long-winded answer, so thank you for letting me word vomit everything, um, what I would say to anybody who is like, feeling disconnected or feeling lost or feeling unattached is to give yourself space to stop shaming yourself for not having the answers or not sh like shaming yourself for not feeling great and just get quiet for five seconds. Like for a couple moments, take a step back and say, wait a second. Okay. What like go into your body? What actually feels good? Like where is the actual disconnect? Cause saying you're disconnected to your business is a vague broad stroke statement. That's like saying, I don't, I don't like vegetables. Well, what vegetables? It can't be every single one, right? Like it can't just be all of them. I mean, it could, but like, it can't, no, I'm sorry. So like get specific and quiet. Okay. So like, what is it about your business? Is it the marketing? Is it the product? Is it the people? Is it like, and one by one, you can start to eliminate where you are actually really living within your own personal design versus where you're like, oh, I have a block right here. Or like, oh, I totally forgot this huge piece of who I am. Let's dive in. And the last thing I'll say is that takes time. Like, don't think you're gonna like figure it out today and then tomorrow be like, woohoo, all done. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you're gonna need a few days, weeks, months, but like the only way like through like the only way to get through it is to get through it you just gotta put your two feet on the ground get grounded in the lesson and recognize like okay this is a part of my human experience and what's on the other side is even more expansive thank you so much for sharing that alex and i can so deeply resonate i you know like i got married a couple of years ago in june so <laughs> you know it's the the summer months for the weddings but like for me, what happened, it's like, we started to plan family then. And, and I started, I, I like freaked out, you know, like, can my business sustain it? Can I really do that? How much time I will take off? And I was like so much in my head that I disconnected from 
my true desires and my true vision. And then we got pregnant. I lost the babies because I had, you know, we were expecting twins. So a year and a half ago, um, we lost the pregnancy and I went into depression. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be dealing with the business. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. It's just, it, it just lost completely all the interest in, in everything. And the thing it's like, of course I couldn't burn it into the ground. Like there is a deeper legacy and it truly fulfills me and I needed a break. Like you said, like sometimes we just need a pass and it's not everything. It wasn't everything. It was just the way how I was doing things back then. So that truly deeply helped me. So then when I was pregnant and now having a Sophia who is four months, almost five, my God, (laughs) next week, she's five months. But as we are recording it, you know, she's four months and it's so fascinating how we just get to allow ourselves to pass. Sometimes we get so busy doing that we don't even ask ourselves, is this still fulfilling? Is this still aligned? Do I still want to do this? Do I still want to work with the same client? You know, like as we are growing, our clients will grow with us. Mm -hmm. Alex, I would love for you to also share like, Talk a little bit deeper about the fears. What type of fears you experienced in yourself that you were able to release? And what type of fears you're seeing the most with the clients you get to work with? Yeah, so the fears for myself especially was, and I'm still working through this, so this is a really beautiful question. The first layer of the fear was like exactly what you had said, which was like, okay, so now that I don't have this really big event, like for every, everything I was doing, I was building a product suite to pay for a wedding. I was, you know, building out my schedule for literally two years based on a bridal shower, bachelorette party, traveling to get a wedding dress. Like, and I had a huge wedding. I had like 250 plus people. My husband comes from a huge family. I come from a big family. Like it really, without me realizing it, took over so much of my identity, even though it wasn't verbal identity. It was like subconscious. It was like subconsciously, that was really what was narrating a lot of my decisions. So honestly, the fear when I was done with the wedding was like, what do I want to do with all of my time and energy and this beautiful business I have? What do I want to do with it when I don't have something to work up to? Like, The only thing now is myself. There's no big wedding. There's no big event. There's no, you know, I pray to God I get to have a baby and that's what's probably next for us. But at the, but that's not right now. And nor should I realize like that cycle was toxic. Like even when that time does come and it's time to really plan that way, I don't want to make it a race to the due date. I want to understand that even after the due date, we just come back. We come back to a really beautiful and sustainable schedule based on what I like to do, not on what's going to like pay my bills or, you know, make, make up most of my time or give me the most amount of time, right? Like why you do things is just as important as what you do. So I think the biggest fear for me was when I don't have this big event, like, what am I doing this for? Like, what do I want to prioritize for me? And it was really hard because I think I think as women, this is a bold statement, but I think as women, we are almost conditioned since we're young to kind of check in with others before we check in with ourselves. And so I found myself like looking around and being like, well, what does my husband need? Like, what about our future family? What about this? What about that? And like, again, I was wrapping myself in this cycle of building a business outside of what I wanted and what I needed. 
And so that was my biggest fear was like, what is, what do I want? What do, what does me, Alex care about today? And how do I want to keep that sustainable without the deadline? What happens when I don't have a deadline to motivate me? I simply just have myself because now it was no longer a race to a day. It was like me against me every single day. And I can't shame myself into that. The second half of the fear came when I realized that I cracked my own code. I shift my belief system. I like re-energized. Now I have, I attracted. When I when that shift finally happened, there was almost like a shift in my aura, a shift in my business that just, I attracted all of these people I love working with and they were my missing link. Like I have been obsessed with my products since, obsessed with the women who have come into my world. Then the fear came was, what if this all goes away? Now that I figured it out, now that I I overcame the fear of not knowing what I wanted and like my identity, great, now I know myself. Now what happens when I've fallen in love with this thing and it all goes away? And so actively, that's even a fear. That came to me, honestly, it was the most transparent during a past life regression I did in December, which it's January now for those who are listening as we're recording. And it's just been something that I've brought to my conscious mind as I continue to make decisions in my business, investments, connect with new people. It's just, it's a constant reminder of like, this doesn't go, go away. It's impossible. This doesn't burn to the ground anymore, which this is what I'd say to any spiritual entrepreneurs. It's not so black and white. Stop thinking you have to like delete your Instagram account and be like, forget it. It's done. Like there's so much gray. And I wish I was reminded of that more of like, it's okay. There's so much gray here. Like don't sell for a month. It's fine. Like you will figure it out. I promise. Just Get your two feet on the ground, close your eyes, take a deep breath and like allow yourself to respond to the opportunities, to the collaborations, to the desire. And that's really what what creates for you. But to very specifically answer your question, yeah, right now my biggest fear is now that I have such a gorgeous community of such, for lack of a better word, like badass women, I'm obsessed with all of them. It's the fear of like, well, what if it all goes away? What if it doesn't stay forever? What if I have to change it again? Thank you for sharing that. It's amazing because I feel like each and every one of us, we do have fears, whether it's in our life, whether it's in our business, you know, there is fears. And I used to think that a lot of people have fear of failure. And what I realize in my own and the woman that I'm attracting that I work with, there is a subconscious fear of success. Mm-hmm. Because what if I succeed and it will take away time from my family? What if I succeed and it will be hard work? What if I succeed and then it will go all away? What if I succeed and I will have to sacrifice my health and things like that? But we don't think about it. It's really subconscious. So we are keeping ourselves small. We are keeping ourselves comfortable. And that's why I feel like it's so important to have people, whether you're part of a group, mastermind, have a one-on-one mentor, someone who can like, hey, like get out of your own way. Can you see this? Because when we are in it, we cannot see it. I was just talking with my client a couple of days ago. And I was, we were, she has a, you know, six figure spiritual business. When she started working with me, she was making maybe fifteen, $1,800 a month. So she is doing such a wonderful job. And she, we were like restructuring her like branding. She has new programs. And she was like, wow, yeah, dad, it makes sense. Why I didn't see that. 
Well, because yeah. we're in it. We're in it. We cannot see it. Like you said, like, I wish someone would tell me that it's not just black and white. There is so mm -hmm. much gray area. And I feel like the gray area is when we come alive. Yeah. You know, 1000% oh, because we're not so rigid. We're not meant to be rigid, right? Like we're meant to have that divine balance of masculine and feminine. Masculine really is just action. It really is structure. Feminine is flow. Feminine is what's creating. Feminine is what's allowing us to really expand into these versions of ourselves. And so when you play with the black and the white, what you're really playing with is an overcompensation in one or the other. You're yeah. either so rigid and so structured, you can't see a thing and you're exhausted, or you're so feminine that everything is like, whatever, like I will, it'll just, it'll just come. And it, it it, it's not that it won't, but like, honey, it might not. Like if you're not putting in the work, it might not. So it, you have to find the gray. The gray is the divine balance. The gray is, um, I think to even what you're saying to tie it back, like I would say if I looked at the first eight months of last year, which I don't know if you could say the first eight months, that sounds like almost the full year. If you look at eight months of last year, I just pendulum swung. I was doing a combination of like way too structured, way too feminine, way too structured. And like now what I'll say is that where I've reached in my business and where I'm thriving is in the gray. Being able to have such a beautiful an embodied version of structure, yet having this incredible product suite, incredible plan of like how I move through it. It's really, really about the divine blend of both. I absolutely love that, Alex. And I was I was doing exactly the same when I started my first business. I used to have social media marketing agency. I was so in the masculine, mm -hmm. working seven days a week and just hustling. And then I burn out physically, emotionally. And I'm like, now I will be in a feminine. I will manifest everything and it will be so easy. And then I'm like, okay, like nothing is happening. Why? So I had to <laughs> learn to be in the gray. And you know, it's funny, Alex, it made me think when we're thinking, like talking about gray, it made me think of the 50 shades of gray, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, your life gets to be sexy. Your life gets to be delicious. Let's stay in a gray area, Alex. Oh my God. I could literally be sitting here with you for hours. I am so happy and so thankful that we connected. I know Thank this you. is just the beginning. I know we will co-create some more magic together. Yes. And for those who are like, I want more of this. I want more of this energy. I want more of this feeling that I'm feeling right now. How can people easiest connect with you? What's your favorite way to connect online? I love Instagram. I'm a voice note girly through and through. So like the moment you even, if you just say, Hey, I listened to the pod. I'm going to be like, Oh my God, tell me everything. How did you feel? What did you think? Let's talk about it. I just, I love connecting that way. So you can go ahead and find me at Alexandria Cordero. It's my full name. Um, that's my Instagram name. So you can find me there and we can chat and do all the things. I just can't thank you enough for having me on today. These are the conversations that change the, trajectory of where women begin to grow and evolve. I always say I have this business because I know that when I help one woman, I'm changing the generations to come since like we are the ones who hold babies, have babies, do all the things. Um, so I just, I'm so grateful to just have another platform to be able to share this and to do it with such a wise and gorgeous woman like yourself. 
Oh, you're amazing, Alex. Thank you so much. And I love your energy and the work you're doing. So thank you for everything. Keep doing it. Don't burn anything down and just keep evolving. I'm excited. Oh, to I am you. not burning. This version doesn't get burnt, honey. No, we love her. She is crisp. She's not going to burn. She's good. <laughs> amazing. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.